from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. They kicked me out of the office today, and it's okay. I'm in Boca Raton, Timber Tech Championship Media Day. And this is a way to start out the week and especially being able to catch up with the man who joins us now. He is the defending champion of the Timber Tech Championship. He is a three-time winner on the Champions Tour, including last month winning the Sanford International. We're just a couple of weeks removed from that. And uh, he is the 2011 Open Championship winner, Ryder Cup hero for Team Europe. Darren Clark joins us here on Ken Levicka Live. And uh, Darren, we, we were able to chat, but we had to do it over Zoom mm-hmm. about eight, nine months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have you out here face to face in you. person. How have you? How have you been? I, I know you. Uh, you, you live in the uh, in the Bahamas mm-hmm. and uh, yep. you fish and play golf. Life is good. How was the trip here in the Boca? Yeah, it was easy. It was a twenty minute flight from Marsh Harbor straight in here this morning. So um, it's good to be back at Broken Sound again. You know, I spent a lot of time here. My son uh, went to school just down the road here at Lynn University. So um, I spent a lot of time here. But to, to come back to a golf course that I've won on, before, played mm-hmm. well, and obviously won on, it's, al- it's always good fun to come back to those ones. These media days uh, where you have the responsibility as the winner to attend mm-hmm. and uh, and sort of be the focal point of all of this, that seems like a pretty good deal. It's nice to <laughs> nice to be celebrating something that happened a year prior. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's uh, last year was strange. Obviously, we all know that during COVID and, and, and at the, at the, during the whole pandemic, but we still had a wonderful event here where there was a few people here, but not many. But uh, the event went really, really well. Uh, the players loved the golf course. The players enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to come out and come out birdie the last and come out on top. Absolutely. And then you've won twice since then uh-huh. as well. So you'll have a couple of, uh, of other media days here in, uh, in your future. The Champions Tour, it seems fun mm-hmm. to be a part of it because yes, it's, it it's just guys there's a camaraderie between these guys it's competitive but it doesn't seem like it's over the top well it's you know it's all very friendly friendly until we get to friday morning when the first round starts in the three round tournaments you know and then all our professional golfers kick back in yeah yes we're not as cutthroat as what the main tour is but you know the guys are still playing with a lot of a lot of pride they want to play well they want to they want to have a good chance and you know we've all been successful the guys are all playing the champions tour so you want to put yourself in that opportunity that chance to win come sunday afternoon and you know the guys grind out there a little bit as well it's yes it's more relaxed but at the end of the day we're all still trying to win the tournaments yeah, uh, Darren Clark uh, joining us here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. And uh, you were a part of five Ryder Cup mm-hmm. teams playing, mm-hmm. five consecutive Ryder Cup teams. You, we know your story, 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're really the hero of that for Team Europe just a couple of weeks after losing your wife. And when, when you are watching the Ryder Cup now, uh-huh. uh, now that you've been removed from it for a bit, are uh-huh. you still living and dying by every shot? How do you consume all of that? You know, I didn't play the Champions Tour two weeks ago was in Pebble Beach and I didn't play because I wanted to deliberately sit there and watch uh, a Ryder Cup sit in front of the screen. I haven't been able to do that from when I was like 16 years old wow. because I've been yeah, involved been in and, sure. and doing different things. So, you know, I watched, I didn't miss one shot off, uh, off the Ryder Cup. Um, and it was still, you know, I'd watching all the guys getting the first tee, um, you know, knowing what they're feeling, knowing what the atmosphere is going to be like, both home and away. Uh, you know, it was amazing to see. Uh, and obviously from a Europe- European mm-hmm. point of view, um, it was a disappointing outcome for us. But the American team just, they played so well. I mean, they, they were just, they were incredible right from the get-go. They, they, were, they were on it. 
Um, they played um, like a team, obviously, uh, Strick and, and Davis and Jim and all, all the guys that, that nurtured that. And the guys the guys played wonderfully well. I don't think, no matter what Europe would have done, the outcome would have been any different. Yeah. Because America were so strong. They were strong on paper. They've been strong on paper before, but haven't produced that sort of golf. This time they did. And, you know, from their, from their eldest guy, like Dustin... Um, all the way through to the Ryder Cup rookies like Carl Marikawa, they were impressive. Impressive is 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 a good word for it. They were impressive, and when they had the opportunities, they took them. Uh, you were part of some very successful European Ryder Cup teams. A lot of winners in your time there, yeah. uh, competing for Europe. When you get into Sunday mm-hmm. and you step to the tee, especially when it's on American soil. Yeah. What goes through Darren Clark's head? What are you feeling? Yeah, you know, it's um, not just with, with this time. You know, you're you're up against you're up against the crowd. You're up against your American counterpart, and but that's part of it. That's what makes the Ryder Cup so special, and um, that's why a home match is somewhat easier. You know, the difference between home and away these days is is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, you know, there's 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 talk about um, the American team. They've got a new backbone. What's they do? New young kids and all that. Mm-hmm. About, about and how good their team was. But the measure of the team is is can they win on the road? And you will see that whenever we get to Rome in a couple of years' time. Now, have they got the talent to win? Of course, of course, unquestionably. So, but playing in the way match these days is is getting harder and harder. Um, does that mean that that um, they're not going to rise to the occasion. We should, we shall see. But uh, you know, standing that first tee in a Ryder Cup um, is is different. We, we, the first couple of days, you've got a partner standing beside you. All of a sudden, you're all on your own <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, and it's a whole different atmosphere. And of course, this year, don't forget, you know, the the European uh, support was minimalised because of uh, current COVID sure. travel restrictions. Sure. So that was even more so a partisan crowd. The partisan crowd is part of it. That's that's. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I was going to ask it. you. So you embraced that because every year there is a discussion, oh, this is we're, – we're starting to toe the line of where this doesn't get sportsmanship oh, anymore. God, no. you, you have to have that. You know, there's the same thing. Um, there's been a little bit written about some guys are saying things they shouldn't be saying. Same thing happens in Europe. Um, there's idiots. There's always idiots at whichever Ryder Cup to go to. It makes no difference. Should it be um, – there's idiots – here in America, there's idiots over in Europe. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunately, it's part of it. And those guys, they try and throw, get rid of those guys. You know, the golf may not be their thing. But playing against any of the guys, um, if you're a European stand on the first team in America, you want that as loud as you possibly can on mm-hmm. the first team roaring on the Americans. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get right behind them. And it's just, unfortunately, it's the idiots that, uh, the drunken idiots that, that get a few bad raps for the rest of the people. Sure. And, and for the most part, you know, it's partisan, it's loud, but it's brilliant. You know, I've, through all my PGA Tour career and, and playing on the, on the PGA Tour, the crowds have always been very fair to me and, and, and good to me. So I've never really had any, I've never had any issues in America um, because I've enjoyed it so much and enjoyed my time over here. But I know... Some of the things that get said to people are, there's no place for it on the golf course. 
but that's just the idiots. They, yeah, they're right. not a representation of, of, of what the true Ryder Cup fans are. Uh, here with Darren Clark, again, five times team year up on the Ryder Cup 2011 Open Championship winner and Timber Tech defending champ. He'll do that in a couple of weeks' time here at the old course at, uh, at Broken Sound. It is Timber Tech Championship Media Day. Someone that I know you're close to and someone that I think embraced what you're talking about, the, the being hated but that elevating his game and someone who always came out for the Ryder Cup was Colin Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, he loved that, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, he did. And his record is, is, uh, is very, very good in the Ryder Cup. Um, you know, and he was, he was never the most popular player back then when he was playing in America. He's very popular now yeah. on the Champions Tour. And I know, I guess we all sort of mellow as we get older. Monty was always fine with me. Monty was always very, very good to me, come on through the ranks in Europe and what have you. And, you know, he just... He had a bit of a love-hate relationship with the crowds whenever he played over here. But in terms of talent, he, he was brilliant. He was a Ryder Cup uh, talisman for a European team. Played brilliant. Ele- elevated his game, as you said. And, you know, he was always the guy that was going to go off number one for Europe for mm-hmm. a long, long time. And, um, you know, we were very fortunate to have him in, on our team. Uh, when you won the Open Championship in 2011, what is that like as you're walking down the 18th fairway and you know that things are pretty much in the bag? You're getting the standing ovation. I know it was... It, it, was, it was a lot easier with a three-shot lead. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Would have been a little bit more, uh, be, more uh, better for your sanity there. But yes. what, is that, what is that like as it's dawning on you that this is about to happen? Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's... For, for us, especially over um, in Europe, to win any major is, is huge. But to win the Open Championship, especially from, from being, a, being from Ireland, being from Europe, you know, that's the one that we all want to do. You know, when I was a young kid growing up, this three footers for the Open, it's whatever. We don't, when I was growing up, it wasn't this three footers for the Masters or this three footers yeah. for the US Open. Yeah. It's for, this is for the Open. And, um, you know, to eventually get there at the ripe old age of 42 was, was something that I'd all dreamed about as a kid when I was growing up back at home. And, you know, I was able to play really well that week. And, and to get my name in the Claret Jug, it will always be in the Claret Jug. And um, I'm very proud that I was able to get there in the end and win the Open Championship. Will anybody older than Phil Mickelson ever win a major? That was, that was unreal. Uh, to see Phil and how well he played at Kiwa um, this year was just incredible. And... Um, you know, to do it at, at his age, I don't think that. I don't know. I know the guys are fitter and stronger now and what have you, but there's very few Phil Mickelsons in the world. Yeah, and I know that he occasionally dips his toe into the Champions Tour here. Yeah, he does. When he comes into the field, do guys take a little extra aim towards him? No, 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 no. I think any time that the Champions Tour gets that added media attention is good for us all. And, you know, Phil coming out to play. He's coming out to play this weekend up in Jim Furyk's tournament um, up in Tim McQuarrie, up in Jacksonville. And um, he's coming out to play this week, which is great because we may have some more crowds because he's coming out to play. Yeah. So, you know, Phil's always there. Phil the Thrill is going <laughs> to give the people something to watch. So uh, I think it's brilliant when he plays. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I wanted to ask you about uh-huh. him because he's polarizing on tour. Yeah. You either love him or hate him. He has bulked up his body. He was just in the Long Drive Championship. Uh-huh. He did great. He, abs- he got into the final, yeah. uh, the final eight, yeah, he and did. he's ripping. 412 yard drives what do you make of him with the protein shakes and the physics and everything that goes into what he is well i think i think he's great for the game he brings an extra dimension to the game he's maybe he's getting people interested in the game that may not otherwise be interested in the game to see him take it and go and compete and get to the final eight in the one long drive uh, competition was was un- unbelievable you know um he he sort of some people like him some people don't like him but i think you need to have that something a little bit different 
mm-hmm. to to get more people interested in our sport, and I think he does that. You know, I met Bryson um, a good few years ago, and I always find him very um, interesting, to say the <laughs> least. And he was he was he was very respectful to me, and I could only say good things about him. And um, you know, I think he's great for the sport to be able to see him taking. Uh, that long driving ability to the long drive championship, yet still play on the on the tour, hitting at that length as well. People don't realise to control it, to control the the direction of the shot at that club head speed is so difficult. Yeah. Yet he's able to do it on the on the regular PGA tour as well. I feel like it's a good way to hurt yourself too. Well, you know that's one of the things. The, the way with all modern technologies gone and 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 uh, with the advent of of all these in pieces of information, track man, um, club fittings gone to such the extent these days that the guys can maximize their speed, maximize the, um, the distance that they're hitting it. But, you know, they're swinging harder and harder at it. So you may see some of these guys having shorter careers because because of so much physical exertion. Yeah. You know, if you look back, there's always been long hitters, but there doesn't seem to be quite as many going back a few years as there is these days of kids that pump at 350, 360. That is incredible. Darren Clark with us. A couple more here with the 2011 Open Championship winner. He's the Timber Tech defending championship down here at the Old Course at Broken Sound in Boca. So I know you're a Liverpool football fan. Uh, we talked about that last time we chatted. Did you see Salah's goal? I did see Salah's goal. Charts. He's ridiculous. He's off the chart. I mean, and they're starting to roll. Them, Manchester City. Yep. I'm a Tottenham fan. That's a done deal. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, already... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah, I've, I've mailed it in already on this I season. Think, <laughs> I think and United, Manchester, me. You know, Ronaldo going back, I think, is brilliant. They wouldn't happy at the weekend. Uh, no, you know. and they don't. It doesn't look like he fits in right now with anything know. that's around him. Yeah, I know. It's one of those sort of scenarios. We'll, we'll see. But, you know, City were unbelievable in that first half against Liverpool. Yeah. They, they were just brilliant. Yeah. They are. And I know Pep uh, Guardiola, well, I play golf with Pep. Um, uh, he's just, he gets his teams to play the way he gets to play his team. But then Liverpool come out second half, and they're, they're having a go, and they're, Liverpool getting full flow as well. There's not many better teams to no, watch. No, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a fan. But and, uh, you know what, what Tuchel has, uh, has done already to transform Chelsea, you know, they're probably your top three teams. They're the three teams that are going to be stand out yeah. this year. And, um, you know, I know United would like to be in there. They're just a little bit off the mark, I think, at the moment. What do I know? I'm a professional golfer, not a, not, not a football <laughs> guy. But. but I think that nailed it. Do you ever catch any uh, American football at all? Do you watch American football? Uh, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, Brady was incredible. I read that um, this morning. Yeah. Was, Tom Brady was just, was just brilliant. Um, but you know the, the, the um, American football. I follow it a little bit, but not as much as the soccer. The, the yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. That's, that's I feel stuff. here's my philosophy on that. And you come from a place where a lot of cricket is played. Yeah, I hate cricket. Uh, yeah, and I, got I, no interest in I've always wanted to get into it, but I don't understand How you can play for four rules. days and have Yeah, a exactly. Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> and there's so many things going on that I don't get. Yeah. I feel like American football, there's so many rules that it would be the hardest sport for any outsider yeah, to understand. It, it's 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 all right. You know, you can follow it. I can follow it. I've been watching it long enough, you know, and, and if, I wanted, if I was going to follow it, it would probably be the Patriots because... Boston up, up around that area, uh-huh, all that sure, sort of sure. stuff. And Tom Brady was there, uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and you know, the Patriots. All my buddies from that are down in Abaco, you know, yeah, they're 
quite a few of them are from up that area, so the Patriots are their number one team. Uh, Darren Clark, fascinating, fascinating always to talk to. I mean, what a resume. 2011 Open Championship winner, the five Ryder Cup teams. Uh, over in the Bahamas, you fish, you watch Liverpool, you come, you win tournaments on the Champions Tour. It's not all bad. Yeah, it's not all bad at all. And thank you so much for taking the time. Thank Anytime. you for coming back here. We're looking forward to seeing you defend the championship here. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it. Darren Clark with us here on Ken Levick Alive. More to come after this on ESPN 106.3.